0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roughing the Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Krause, here for the first time in a long time. We took a little bit of a break. Life kind of caught up to us. Uh, but to be fair, football season, uh, football news kind of wound down for about a month. So we took about a month off, but we are back. And also back is my co host, Mr. Devin Stillwell. Devin, how are we tonight?
1: Oh, we are fantastic. I am so excited to be here. It's been a very long time. It's been like a month, month and a half. I don't even know. I lost count. Yeah, like Cody said, life happened. I ended up kind of abruptly moving out of my apartment, so that took up a lot of my time. Cody had a guest that was staying with him, so we just we took a little a little summer vacation, we should say, even though both of us weren't really on vacation. We were still working, we were still we're still going about our lives. We just didn't really have time for the podcast, but the point is we're back. We're ready to go, and we kind of got just a relaxing episode in store for everybody today. Right, Cody?
0: Yeah, I mean, we are, get, are still kind of in that off-season mode. We will get into some fantasy uh, fantasy talk soon, but I figured, you know, we'll just hang out, talk about the news that's happened over the last month or so, and You know, just catch up and let the people listen to us catch up in all things regarding football.
1: Who wouldn't want to hear these beautiful voices? Am I right, Cody?
0: Exactly, Devin.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, we could just kind of throw some news out there as it comes to our mind. The first thing that I thought of today was I got a I got a sleeper notification that said Camara is expecting a six game suspension from the league for the whole incident that happened during the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, I saw that same notification. Um, that would be interesting for that Saints offense. That um, I mean, I know you and I had kind of laughed. We saw our rankings that had that Saints offense in the top 10, but um, without Kamara out of that backfield, I think I think that, that offense struggles.
1: I agree. Um, they've really, really hyped up Chris Olave, their rookie receiver, but I just don't think that he brings he brings a lot to the table in his talent and his athleticism. But just in the offense that the Saints are deploying this year without Kamara, they they're not the Saints that we are used to seeing with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Like that was the pinnacle of Saints offenses of late, and they are not that anymore. So I don't really know exactly what to expect are we going to get the 30 for 30 Jameis Winston? Or are we going to get even a more lopsided Jameis Winston where he's throwing more interceptions than touchdowns? I don't know what to expect with this offense. And it honestly scares me in the fantasy football conversation. What about you?
0: Absolutely. Could not agree with that statement more. I mean, I think that, um, I mean, Jameis Winston has shown flashes, uh, without ever really having much of a running game, but at the same time, uh, you put all the pressure on him in an offense, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not – like you said, it's a scary it's a scary proposition uh, despite the skill that that team has at wide receiver. Um, but we will see. It has not happened yet, but we know what he's expecting. Um, another – I mean, we're starting with all the recent news here, but another recent news is that, um, for now, Rob Gronkowski has retired from the NFL again. Devin, do we think this is a full-time retirement?
1: I don't know. I think we got to give it like 45 days or so. Tom Brady might need that long to convince him. All, all I'm saying is I will not be drafting Gronk this year because I don't know what to expect. I, There's so many question marks this year, right, Cody? Like, for as much as we do know, we – don't know nearly as much when it comes to this year. There are just so many question marks with every single team, with all of the big wide receiver names that have transitioned. Is it going to make the quarterbacks better? Is it going to make the receivers better? Are they going to be worse? Nobody knows anything. And I feel like that's kind of a common thing when you're talking about football, NFL, fantasy football, definitely. So we can't really guarantee anything that we ever talk about on this show. But I personally believe that Gronk, is officially retired. I think he did go out on a high note. He had another Super Bowl win with, with TB12. Obviously, last year didn't pan out the way they thought it would, but at the same time, I still think he had a great career. It was definitely riddled with injuries, but as much injury that he did sustain, he was still an incredible tight end in the NFL. So I think he's he's got something to be happy about and be proud about. So I, I think he does hang up the cleats for good here.
0: Yeah, Devin. I mean, I agree with with I mean your last point that he has a lot to hang his hat on. Uh, I was just listening to ESPN Radio today, and they called him the best tight end of all time, and I think he definitely has the has the stats and the accolades to back that statement. But I ultimately disagree with your conclusion on the matter. Um, I think partway through this season, uh, Tom's just Brady's not satisfied with that offense. And he gets on the phone and calls Gronk and said, Gronk, this is Tom. And Gronk, because he's Gronk, is going to say, Tom who? Uh, And then they're going to laugh for a second. But then Brady's going to say, I need that big presence down the seam. I need my big target in the end zone. I need somebody to spark this offense. And you're that guy. And I don't think Gronk can say no to Brady. Uh, So I think we see Gronk come back. And if they don't go out in a blaze of glory this year, I think they probably both go out this year. Uh, actually, regardless of if they go out in a blaze of glory or not, I think we see Gronk in a Buccaneers uniform again. Um, but for now, congratulations, Mr. Gronkowski, in your retirement well-deserved, well-earned. Um, but I don't think we've seen the last of the big man.
1: All right. All right. A couple of rare occasion where Cody and I disagree on something. So far in this podcast, I'm sure we'll have plenty in the future of things that we disagree about and we see differently. I, yeah, I mean, he had a great career, like we said. Very, very talented tight end. I could definitely see the whole greatest of all time conversation as far as the tight end position is concerned. But if you're playing with the greatest of all time quarterbacks, it's not, I mean, it's definitely going to help you if you're playing with a guy like Tom Brady your entire career. So yeah, congrats Rob on the retirement. You achieved a lot. You deserve it. You earned it. Like Cody said, let's move on. What do you got, Cody?
0: I got more news from this week. In fact, today um, in the college football realm, big commitment uh, out of the class of 2023. Uh, Arch Manning uh, foregoes Dad's SEC, uh, Ole Miss, f- uh, forgoes uncle's SEC Tennessee, and commits to newly SEC Texas, Hook'em Horns.
1: Did. He did commit to Texas. Interesting. I'm interested to see Texas has uh has kind of fallen down the college football ranks as of late, but maybe Mr. M- Mr. Manning. Puts them back on the spotlight again. I mean, they changed to the SEC for a reason, and I I think they wanted a more challenging field to play against. I don't think I think they want more money when it comes to um, revenue that they're getting from their games. They're gonna get more out of the SEC than they did out of the Big 12. So, I'm I'm interested to see this little SEC expansion play out. I'm interested to see where all these teams end up falling in the pecking order here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think, uh, I mean, he's, the film that I've seen of him, he looks great. And I think with the name that he has, uh, I look for him to go down to Texas and make a bunch of money in NIL deals.
1: Yes, that's another thing. NIL is going to be absolutely crazy. There are going to be a lot and a lot of athletes that are going to pick their school simply based off of the money that they can earn while in college, rather than the success that the college may have.
0: Absolutely. Um, Devin, you got any more news that pops out to your mind?
1: Oh, all 32 first round rookies signed their deals as of yesterday, I believe. I think Kenny Pickett was the very last one and he signed yesterday. So it's official. All 32 of them signed, inked.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. Look forward to seeing all those guys on the field, no holdouts, uh, looking to see which of those guys can step up right away as a playmaker for their teams. I expect several, but we'll see we'll See who rises to the top and who starts looking like Buss uh, yeah. sooner rather than later. Speaking of holdouts,
1: Terry McLaurin has still yet to sign any form of ex- extension on his contract. Do not believe he will be showing up for any mandatory team activities until that deal is set i mean he could he could miss a significant amount of time in these, in this upcoming offseason if there's not a deal made but i'm i'm hearing that the commanders are really really pressed to try and get something done because they really want him on that field without him they don't really have a true wide receiver one i don't even think they have a wide receiver two on the team I mean, they obviously do have their own wide receiver, too, but I don't think that the talent is there to justify them being called a wide receiver two in the NFL.
0: Yeah, do they stop Curtis Samuel?
1: I honestly don't know, but i I'm looking up their depth chart right now. i even if they do though, we haven't seen him play at a significant level in a very long time.
0: Oh, no, I absolutely agree. and uh, uh, I mean, Jahan Dodson, obviously an unproven rookie um, who will, especially if I doesn't play, will get uh, a lot of playing time there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they, they do have Curtis Samuel. He is the wide receiver too on the roster, but until we see him play at a high level, I will still go into this year thinking that McLaurin is the only receiver that I would ever even consider taking in any fantasy football draft. But even then, with Carson Wentz as the lead guy and the whole contract situation, I don't I don't see a route to, to me wanting to draft him, especially given his ADP in, like, the fourth round right now, third or fourth round.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with that, Dev, we're going to move into our first round of trivia time.
1: Oh, trivia. I got to think of some
0: questions for you, I guess. All right. So I have the first one for you.
1: Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to fail. Don't make uh, fun of me, listeners, please. I'm not good at football trivia.
0: There have been eight people to win the Defensive Player of the Year award more than once.
1: Oh my gosh. Name them. <laughs> okay, well I know two. I know two. JJ Watt and Correct. Of course I'm freaking blank. Aaron Donald. Okay. Correct. That's that's two. That's true. Um, they both name, won it. They name, both
0: won it three times. There's one other person to win three times, and the rest have just won twice. But
1: all I'm saying is the name that should be on that list is T.J. Watt. He was robbed two years ago. I'm not going to get into it, but he was. As far as all of the other defensive players that have won it multiple times, dude, I have zero clue. Zero.
0: All right, come on. Just like think of defense, and then just spit out some names. <laughs>
1: I I don't like being thrown on the spot like this, guy. Um, goodness gracious. I don't I I honestly There, there don't,
0: are there don't are know. there are surprisingly no defensive backs on this list. They are all either linemen or linebackers, mostly linebackers. Linebackers.
1: Hmm. Hmm. How many of them are active NFL players? Zilch. Oh gosh. That makes it even worse. That makes it so much worse. I didn't start paying attention to defensive individual players. Oh gosh, dude. I have, I have honestly no idea. This podcast could could last an hour.
0: You have seen one of these guys play in person. Like, what do you mean by that?
1: Oh, okay. The way you said that made it seem like I was there at the game and no. watched them.
0: But you I, meant I know, like I don't I don't know in, what games you've been to, but
1: in in my lifetime I have seen them play football. Correct. Only one of them? Believe so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he's not a current NFL player.
0: No. I'll give you I'll give you this. He won the he won the award in 2000 and 2003. Um, He played linebacker in a division that you're very familiar with. Oh, okay.
2: So he's in the AFC North. Mm.
1: I'm guessing it probably wasn't a Steeler at the risk of sounding like an idiot.
0: Good call. There is a Steeler on this list, though.
2: Is there? Oh, is mean? Did Mean Joe Green win
0: it multiple? Nineteen seventy-two and nineteen
1: seventy-four. Okay, okay. There we go. I'm get. I'm. I. That's one of the only ones that I'll get after Aaron Donald and JJ Watt. Um. Oh gosh. In our division, a linebacker. Did he play for Baltimore? He did. Okay. I can visualize him playing on the field and for some reason... Oh, it's Ray Lewis.
0: Ding, ding, ding. There we go.
1: As soon as I started to admit that I was blanking on his name, I thought of it. I give up on the rest. I got half. I'm I'm good with that.
0: All right. Well, uh, we also have the Minister of Defense played for the Eagles and the Packers uh, when he won the... the- awards in 1987 and 1998 yeah no
1: clue guy by the name of reggie white Mm, okay reggie i see you
0: we also have the nfl's all-time sack leader defensive end for the buffalo bills who won the award in 1990 and 1996 guy by the name of bruce smith uh, near and dear to my heart, we have a guy who won the award in 1985 and 1988, a linebacker for Dub Bears, uh, Mr. Mike Singletary. And then at the top of the list, with three awards, you got a linebacker for the New York Giants, won the award in 81, 82, and 86, Mr. LT, the original LT himself, Lawrence
2: Taylor. Great trivia question. Way to make me look like a complete dummy, but
1: I'll let it slide this time. What else you got?
0: Um, we will take a short break from trivia. We can oh, come okay. back to it, but okay. Um, so we just talked about one Steelers defensive tackle, in uh, Mr. Joe Green, Devin. How do we feel about the Steelers' latest defensive tackle, Larry Ogunjobi?
1: I like it. Um, he had a really Solid first four years with the Browns. Um, I think he played 60 games in those years. So he's averaging 15 a year, which is really, really good, especially for one of the big men in the trenches. So I like I like to see that. I think he played all 16 or 17 this last year with Cincinnati, but he did get hurt in the playoffs against the Raiders. Um, so I think he had off season surgery. I think he's recovering well. I think he could potentially start in week one. I think that's kind of where it's looking right now. And he will be a a good addition to the squad, especially after the loss of Stefan to it. So I like the addition. I think he's a solid player. He's not going to be a Cam Hayward. He's not going to be a TJ. There's, he's not a game disruptor but he's a solid rotational piece that we need on that defensive line to help with that running defense.
0: For sure. Love the analysis. Um, So sticking with the Steelers team for a second, Devin, I know that you can be biased sometimes. So I'm pretty sure you're going to laugh at this the same way that I did. Chase Claypool claims that that he (laughs) he is a top three receiver in the NFL. I don't even know if he's the top receiver on his team.
1: Okay. Here, here's my thought process. I absolutely love this man's confidence. It is a confidence level that every single player in the NFL needs to reach for and strive for because this man just like blew the roof off of every single analogy or analysis that anybody could have given because he is not currently a top three receiver in the NFL. He is not the best receiver on his team i think that goes to deontay johnson and this is purely i i think he has great athleticism he's got incredibly good talent like he he's a big solid receiver and he can go up there and get those deep catches and the contested catches and everything like that but we've seen it once and we saw it With his rookie year, he had 11 touchdowns. He led all rookies in touchdowns that weren't quarterbacks. So he did have a solid rookie year. But then last year, we saw a huge regression in that. So he needs to come out and ball this year with a new quarterback. One who could... I mean, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky are going to be able to be accurate down the field more so than Ben was since Claypool even got here. But he still needs to find a way to compete. And I... I really don't think that any NFL player thinks any different. Like honestly, Terry McLaurin probably thinks that he's a top three receiver in the NFL. You know what I mean? Hunter Renfro probably thinks he is, and he's got Devin- to Adams on his team. Alan Lazard probably thinks he is a top five receiver in the NFL. They have to go in. It's their, it's literally their job to be incredible at what they do and they all ooze confidence. And if you don't, you're not going to succeed at this level. So I appreciate the con the confidence that Chase Claypool possesses. I think it's something that every NFL player needs in order to succeed. So he's got that part checked. Now it's just, okay, translate it to the field. Show everybody that you are as good as you think you are. And who knows, he he might never be a top three receiver in the NFL at any point in his career. But if you think you are, you sure as heck could be. But I, I I do think at some point in his career, as long as he is able to repeat what he did in his rookie year, he could be a top 20, top 15 receiver in the
2: NFL for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that overcoming uh, the running game and Deontay Johnson's going to be have him have a hard time getting to that point this year, at least. But I mean, definitely think he's a young guy with a lot of talent. Uh, finally, on Steelers news, because I know you can never get sick of talking about him, but I'm kind of sick of talking about him. Uh, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is now the highest paid safety in the NFL.
1: I think he deserves it. That man is a stud. I think a lot of people would agree with that take, Steelers fan or not. I know I'm a little bit biased, but he immediately came in and made a difference on his defense. I mean, the year that he came in was the year that Ben injured his elbow. So we had Mason Rudolph and Delvin Duck Hodges starting for us constantly. We barely made it to eight and eight, but he lifted that defense to a level that hasn't been reached since the Super Bowls came in the in the mid-2000s, late 2000s. So it, it puts St- Steelers defense back on the map, which is something that Mike Tomlin has been striving for. So I I appreciate what he's done. I think he saw a little bit of a dip in production this last year, but I think the defense overall did, and I think that came down to the rushing defense. So I think with the additions on the defensive line, that has definitely helped him out, and it's going to... um, Yeah, I, I I think we'll see the old Minka again. I think he does definitely possessed the talent and he's shown that he was worth the 11th or 12th overall pick from Miami. And I think he has shown that he was worth the first, the round one pick that we gave to Miami and, and a trade for him.
0: Well, Dev, I'm glad you're happy about your team and the state of your team. It's more than some of us can say.
1: Yeah. yeah, uh, Cody, why don't you, uh, why don't you run the conversation on your team? How, how is, how, how are the bears looking in that NFC North? Third place. All right. And there you have it. Cody's analysis of the Bears. Let's move on.
0: Trivia time.
2: (laughs) Oh, we're back to trivia. Okay. I'm down.
0: There have been. Nine people to win the NFL MVP award more than once. Name them.
1: I really don't like you. I really don't like you.
0: You have seen I know five I gonna, of these people. I was gonna play.
1: say I've probably seen a lot. I'm gonna go ahead. I th- at the risk of sounding stupid, has Tom Brady won more than one?
0: Brady's won three.
1: Okay. I know Aaron Rodgers has more won more than one because he's literally won two times in a row.
0: Rodgers has won four. <laughs>
1: <That's> so many. <laughs> I believe Peyton Manning has won more than one. Five. Goodness gracious. Um, of, the, of the two that you know that I've seen play, how many of them are quarterbacks? Both. How many of them are still active?
2: Zero. Okay. Ooh. How recently did they retire? Um. Mm. I've seen one of them play in a Super
0: Bowl that I, like, vividly remember. And the other one, uh, maybe a dozen years ago or so. Oh, so a
2: while. Time. Wow. Um, which Super Bowl?
0: He played against your Steelers, actually. I was going to say, is it Kurt Warner?
1: It is. He has okay. one too. That immediately as soon as you said a Super Bowl that you remember, I was like, Oh, it's probably Kurt Warner. So I'm I'm glad my first thought came uh, to fruition there. And then the last one Is this the one who retired a dozen or so years ago?
0: Yeah, and that might be a little bit uh, that's gonna be about that's gotta be pretty
2: a little a little close. Hmm.
1: Gosh, dude. Is it is it obvious? Like, should I just know this?
0: Um, probably.
1: That's good. Um, uh, we'll skip him for now. Um, uh, <laughs> another offensive guy that that you might like uh, has Walter Payton
0: won it more than once. I don't honestly know. This is gonna sound bad from embarrassing. I don't know if Payton's <laughs> won it. Period. Wow.
1: Okay. Um, he he did win it once in 1977. But that's it, not twice. Correct. Shoot. What are the What are the years that another person has won it both? Like what What times? What years did uh, one of these other guys win uh, it?
0: Um. So there's three guys that you haven't said to have won it three times. Okay. Um. One of them is the one you still haven't gotten yet that right. you were thinking about, and then another one is 1957, 1958, and 1965. He is the only non quarterback on this list.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: Um should I okay, here. Should I definitely know one of these names?
0: You should definitely know all of these names. Like there's no excuse for you as a football <laughs> fan to not know these names.
1: Okay, all right. I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, the guy who retired a dozen or so years ago.
0: Yeah, and I Just, can confirm his last year playing was t- 2010, so it was a dozen years ago. I'm pretty good at guessing retirement ages, apparently. All
1: right. Did he or did he not play for a majority of his career and on the same team as one of the other names that I've already mentioned?
0: That is a correct statement. Ah, it's Brett Favre. It is Brett Favre. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, let's see here. So he, he played in 2010 with the Vikings, right? Correct. Wow. That's crazy. So Uh, you've gotten,
0: you've gotten all the ones you've seen play. Now you're down to, I have four more. You're down to four.
1: Screw you. I seriously do not know. Um, okay. So one of them won it in the fifties, sixties era.
0: Two of them are in the fifties, sixties era. The other two played the same position. For the same team right after each other.
1: What? And I'm guessing it was quarterback because you said there's only one name on the list who wasn't a quarterback.
0: Keep going. You're on the right train of thought.
1: One of, gosh, dude, I seriously don't know. I have zero names that are coming to my mind right now. I need more hints.
0: Um, they both threw the ball to one of the, one of the, if not the best wide receivers of all time.
1: Okay. So Jerry Rice,
2: Joe Montana and who else? Oh gosh. Devin, we see him every week on Monday night football, man. Oh, why am I blanking on this man's name? Cody. Um, he's not old.
1: I'm trying to think of the mon. You said Monday night football, right? Mm
2: hmm.
1: Why? Why can I not think of the Monday night football crew right now? I'm literally
0: all all I, all I hear is
1: booger in my mind. And
2: I. It's not booger.
0: He's not old.
2: He's. New. Oh, Young.
0: Who are you talking about, Cody? Steve Young, quarterback. San Francisco 49ers. Your
1: face was just like as blank as it could be when I said Young, so I figured I just missed.
0: Okay. No, you hit. I was just waiting for you to, like, (laughs) it seemed like you all had a light bulb moment, but you really didn't. Um, Last two, so we don't bore these listeners any longer. Yes, uh, please. Please. Jim Brown and Johnny Unitas.
1: Yeah, I would have. (laughs) No. thanks, but no All,
2: All right. right um, so I,
1: I I have a question for you. We, okay. we briefly touched on your bears, but i'm I'm very curious. We're going to jump into some fantasy talk here for a minute.
0: That's good. I was going to go that direction too. Oh, so perfect.
1: So we'll have a couple couple minutes on fantasy. Let's see here. I am curious about your thoughts on the whole David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert time splits or time shares that they are going to have do you see it being like 90 10 80 20 david to khalil or do you see it being more of a a committee backfield given david the rest that you know a lot of people think that running backs need
2: i see
0: david as the bell cow with herbert just hopping in when he needs a breather okay that's fair, and I if, think I think if, that talent-wise too, I think that you have to have David Montgomery on the field as much as possible, and I think that that's what the Bears will do.
1: I think Khalil stepped up last year, though. I think he played exceptionally well for what people thought he would do, and I'm curious to see if if for some reason David goes down like week four, week five, and Khalil has to start for a few weeks. If he balls out, do they do they switch up what was? what was going for him. Cause th- at that point, David would have already been injured this year. And then do they think, okay, we got to save him. We got to keep him healthy. Let's split some time here and go more towards the 60, 40. And then you could see Khalil Herbert as being a, you know, potential flex play most weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely a solid handcuff. Um, yeah. I mean, especially he,
1: it, cause he's going in like the 14th round.
0: Yeah, I mean, in deep leagues, I would gladly stash him on my bench because if Montgomery does go down, um, he becomes the guy. Um, Easy. All right. (laughs) So, Deb, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have done a couple fantasy drafts. Uh, Every year I do several just teams uh, with a bunch of random people just to test out different drafting strategies, kind of see what's going on, usually do a couple earlier like I have here. So I'm going to talk these out with you a little bit, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, but before you shoot off these, um, do you play in these all year long? Like, you set your lineup, you you do it all. How many leagues do you do that for?
0: Um, for my sanity and the people's eyes, I'm going to re- say no comment to that question.
1: Okay, so you spend a majority of your life playing fantasy football, which which we absolutely love. I mean, right. fantasy foo- right, that is
0: that is why that is why I would have gotten both of the trivia questions today with no problem. Shut,
1: shut up. Shut up. Defensive player of the year has nothing to do with fantasy football. It really doesn't. Because although TJ Watt won it this last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not the number 1 fantasy defense. This all is I'm true. Saying, all I'm saying, defensive player of the year has nothing to do with fantasy football and we don't know for sure if you would have gotten it right. You were looking at the answers the whole time. I would have gotten it right. All right. We'll test your knowledge next week in our episode.
0: You Sounds just, great. Let, let's let's, let's, make, let's hard, make trivia an everyday part of our podcast. I love the idea. I'm, I'm down. Trivia
1: will be the very last segment that we do every single episode. We'll close it out with two trivia
0: questions. See, but almost what I want is like instead of cuz you and me can come with these super hard trivia questions and stump each other all day long i really want somebody else to come on and like host a trivia show i want to compete with you ooh okay i'm down
1: yeah
2: we'll People, we'll you we'll, have that we'll set that up the,
1: that'll be that'll be summer summer episode here we'll we'll get that going here in the next few weeks um in between our fantasy episodes i like it cody so right,
0: these, these your fantasy first teams. Yes. So this one, I um actually accidentally missed the beginning part of it, I had to auto draft, but I don't mind it. Um, and it's actually so I ended up with the um the tenth pick in a ten man league. Um, no, I lied. I ended up with the ninth pick in a ten man league. So I got okay. that kind of stack, and my stack. Mm-hmm was your boy Najee and Dalvin Cook.
2: Ooh.
0: Okay. I I like it. 10-man PPR league. Um, Added David Montgomery as my flex. Uh, Keenan Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown as my wide receivers. Um, And then my bench features the likes of Brees Hall, Jerry Judy, Tyler Lockett, Devin Singletary, DeAndre Hopkins I snagged late. Uh, Christian Kirk, and Michael Gallup. Okay. Who's your quarterback? Cousins.
1: Cousins? And who is your flex? Sorry. Uh, David Montgomery. And tight end? Hunter Henry. Okay. I don't mind it. I, I don't see any of those players being league winners. I don't. Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback, but he's got top 15 potential. I don't see him getting top eight at all. Um, I like the Dalvin Cook pick. He's going to be a bell cow. Um, Najee is a really, really hard fantasy player to predict. I don't like him for his current ADP. I don't want to spend the one hundred five, one hundred six on him. I would be happy doing it at the end of the first, beginning of the second, kind of like yeah. where he was last year.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I got him at one. I got him at one hundred nine.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's where I would take him. Um, so I guess I like it there. Um,
0: his
1: his receiving work, I think, is going to take a dip, and that's that's kind of going to be frustrating, I think, for a lot of people. I do think the offensive line improved a little bit, so you might see. His yards per carry go up, but he's not the breakaway running back like J.T. or Dalvin Cook or even Derrick Henry. He breaks off crazy runs all the time. Najee Harris is not that guy. Longest run Najee's going to have in a season, thirty to forty yards. That's probably his cap. I mean, you might see one that's fifty or sixty, but that's pushing it. I mean, his longest run last last year was like forty-two yards, and it didn't come until week sixteen, week seventeen, I think, actually against the Browns. So that's the ceiling has a limit, I think, with Najee. But the floor is very, very high because he's going to get carries. He's going to get the ball a lot. So I like that. I like the Keenan Allen pick to an extent. I really, really like Mike Williams this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year, especially in that offense with Justin Herbert just flying high. But, I mean, Keenan Allen is still going to be productive because of that offense in itself. Um, I like Hunter Henry. I don't like that you have Hunter... Wait, Hunter Henry's New England, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I don't mind it. I If we see Mac Jones of last year, it's going to be a bust. If Mac Jones improves and starts throwing more touchdowns, I think he'll be fine. He'll be a solid top 12 tight end, I bet. Probably on the lower end of that. I mean, He was a top 10 tight end last year. That's fair. But they also added um, more receiving power. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: That's I mean, it's about the touchdowns. I mean, especially at the tight end position. I mean, he had, um, he scored touchdowns of six out of seven weeks in a stretch at one point. Um, mm-hmm. that's huge for tight ends. So as long as they can get into the red zone and get him targets in the red zone, I think he'll be solid. Um, and a, a strategy that I use a lot, unless I get, really good value in my opinion is i i save those i save quarterback tight end defense and kicker and i will stream those on a week-to-week basis with no issues uh yeah and so that's probably the strategy here uh unless henry really pans out that's certainly the category or the strategy at quarterback but Mm -hmm. um i really like the depth in my bench too i think that christian Kirk could emerge I know that D D hop will be a stud when he comes back. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I love that one. Where did you get him? What round
0: uh, D hop? I got in the uh, 90, uh, I drafted him 92nd. So 10th round.
1: Nice. I like that. That's easy. That's an easy, easy pick for me. I mean, you're going to miss him for six weeks, but he'll come back right in the middle of the bye week season, which is great. And hopefully right. he'll come back in, in great shape. He's also trying to appeal that decision, so maybe it gets dropped to four games. You never know.
0: Yeah, that would be wonderful. So moving on to team two, um, mm-hmm. which I actually did draft fully, um, ended up with one ten, uh, and went with that same stack. It was there. Oh, I cook had a and hard, Najee. I had a hard time passing up on it, went cooking Najee. Um, I feel like I mean, I, they're I, both oh,
1: gonna be Bell Cows for their offenses. Oh so absolutely. I'm fine with it.
0: And I feel like I upgraded at wide receiver. I took A.J. Brown and Mike Evans as my two wide receivers. Uh, George Kittle as my tight end. Amari Cooper as my flex. Um, Quarterback, defense, and kicker I just took at the end. We'll stream. And then my bench looks like Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Dillon. Love that pick. Cortland Sutton, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, and my – Favorite pick of the whole draft, Robert Woods. Ooh, in went
1: the, with the the old and new Tennessee wide receiver, huh? In the thirteenth round. Gosh, they're wide receiver ones. I, mm, hmm, 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 hmm. I think there are a couple question marks with that one, Cody. I really do. Mari Cooper being chief among them. Wait until you hear the next one. Oh gosh. Uh, Amari Amari Cooper is a huge freaking question mark and a question mark in which I will be avoiding this year. I like Amari Cooper as a receiver. I think Deshaun Watson's out for the year. I really do. And who's, who's their backup? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. No, no, just no. It's Jacoby Brissett on a Browns team that is going to absolutely pound the ball with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So I don't see Amari Cooper being a top 10 wide receiver, top 12 wide receiver. I like that he's in your flex. I mean, you have the other guys that you mentioned, um, although I have question marks about A.J. Brown, too. Um, But that's only because he's going to a new offense. And typically when a wide receiver goes to a new offense um, without a top tier quarterback, they don't usually pan out that well. At least so we, in the are first we saying,
0: Are we saying Devontae Adams isn't gonna pan out that well? No. I
1: said typically. <laughs> of of the three big receivers that did leave, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and AJ Brown, Devontae is going to be the best of the two of the three. And then it's kind of a toss up, honestly. Tyreek Hill might see a huge dip in production this year
0: with Tua. AJ Brown Did you see he got death threats? When he said that Tua was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, people need to back off of him, man. He's literally just hyping up his quarterback. Come on now. Come on. But anyway, um, yeah, typically we see a dip in production with top-tier receivers going to a new home that don't have a top-tier quarterback. Typically. There are anomalies. I think Devontae Adams is going to be one of those this year. I think A.J. Brown is not. However... I think he could be a, a wide receiver too, a solid wide receiver too. I just don't want him at his current ADP. Like you had to draft him first of all your wide receivers, correct? Correct. I took him third round, fourth round, probably three yeah. ten. Okay, and then you stat, and then you hit the turn with George.
2: I hit the turn with Mike Evans. George went in the fifth for you took George at
1: yeah, five ten. okay. I'm honestly, that's a great pick. i I love George at the five ten. Was he like fourth, fifth tight end off the board? Probably fourth?
0: Yeah, I believe he was behind Kelsey Pitt,
1: Kelsey Pitts and Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, maybe Waller. I'm trying to think I- okay. so right around that four five tight end. I think he's easily a top six tight end. Um, I could see him very easily finishing in the five six range. Um, I mean, he missed, like, I want to say it was like three or four games last year, and he was still the tight end four, I think. But, I mean, obviously we've seen it do it in the past. I think he could definitely break out again and be the tight end one. It just really depends on Debo and Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the presumed starter in San Francisco. So if Trey Lance is, you could see a dip in production for Kittle because newer quarterbacks in the league don't typically – Lean on tight ends.
0: Can we talk about how I got a wide receiver one with thirteen ten?
1: Look, I I agree. I think Robert Woods is easily the wide receiver one there, and I love the pick. I love Robert Woods, but he's also coming off of a mid season ACL tear. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was mid season, early early to mid, early mid, yeah. Cody, we like people two years removed from knee injuries. Two years.
0: But well, I can take a flyer on a guy at thirteen ten. I
1: agree. I agree. If if you were spending the the five ten or the six two or six one or whatever it was, on Robert Woods, I would have been disgusted.
0: Um. So we're gonna move on to what I call the I wish I had this team three years ago team. Okay. Uh, and so this one and, and all these really I so I'm, as you know, a big fan of the fantasy pros platform. It mm-hmm. has served me very well the last few years. Um, and so these I really wanted to test that platform and see kind of the direction that they were going. And mm-hmm. this one made a very interesting move for me. I just kind of followed it almost to a T. A couple times there was a pick them and I made my own decision. But followed these to a T and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So, yep. again, 10 team PPR. Okay. Um, I had the fifth pick. Um, I took, much to my chagrin, and I will not touch him in any league that I care about, uh, Christian McCaffrey.
2: <laughs>
0: Why is that, Cody? Um, Because I took him last year in more than one league that I cared about and paid for it deeply. So, Were you the 101 in one of those drafts? Both of those drafts. Oh, both of them. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, no, you didn't. Nope, um, not at all. So, but actually ended up taking Lamar Jackson as my quarterback here. Like, spent a pick on quarterback. Um, took him with a 65th pick, so 7-5. Um, was happy with him there. McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, uh, Deontay Johnson, Michael Thomas, Travis Kelsey, and here's where it gets interesting. My flex is Kyle Pitts. Ooh. And hmm. then my bench looks like Juju, A.J. Dillon, Allen Robinson, Chase Edmonds, Robert Woods, Melvin Gordon, and Allen Lazard.
1: Dude, I, I actually have... like your bench more than anything on that entire roster. Those are some deep cuts in the later rounds. That's well, I
0: mean, I mean, great. Was, I mean, was, Lazard at uh 146?
1: Yes, absolutely. Before Lazard got injured last year, he was actually balling out. And that was with DeVonte Adams there. DeVonte Adams is gone. Like that's like a 55% target share that just up and left. And now you have four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball and nobody knows who's wi- who's his wide receiver one is going to be. It's appalling that people think it's going to be Christian Watson. Aaron Rodgers is a notorious quarterback for not supporting rookie wide receivers in the NFL. Seriously, look it up. I don't have the stats on hand because I wasn't prepared for this, but I will come back next week and I will give you those stats. Christian Watson is going to be a bust based on where he is drafted right now in fantasy drafts. I'm all for him. In rookie drafts for Dynasty, I think he could be really, really good in his career down the road with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not touching him in redraft. I will absolutely steal a pick of Alan Lazard in the later rounds. I will steal a pick of Robert Woods in the later rounds. I love the Juju pick because he has the potential of being the wide receiver one, much like Alan Lazard does in his respective offense. So... I like those picks. I like Melvin Gordon. He could easily be in a 50-50 timeshare with Javante Williams. And if Williams goes down, he is now the lead back behind Russell Wilson in that Denver Broncos offense, which could be great. So I, I like your bench. I am typically not a fan of two tight end teams, though, especially when it comes to one of those you have to start in your tight end and the other one you're putting in your flex spot. So I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, it was so that was what was interesting to me. You know, fantasy pros had – so I took Pitts in the fifth round. Um, mm-hmm. They had Pitts as their number 30 overall prospect mm-hmm. in, in PPR fantasy football. So for them, it was like, oh, he's here mid-round five. You got to take him. So I'm like, right. okay, I'll take him. Um, <laughs> but I like that my bench is deep because I don't know that I like starting two tight ends all year long.
1: Yeah. You've, you've got a bench that you're not going to like for weeks, one week two, but come week four, five, six, you're going to be pretty happy about it. I think.
0: Absolutely. So we are running low on time here. So yes. I'm going to say congrats to, um, Fitz magic on retirement. Oh joining yeah. The, joining the Thursday night football team. Heck uh, yeah. He seems like a funny guy, like good presence to have, uh, uh, in the studio or in the booth, so look forward to seeing yes. him there. Um, a, a lengthy career uh, where he had lots of flashes of good things, never really like had any amazing seasons or anything, but um, was a gamer. Uh, showed that, and we're gonna end with a game, Devin. This is a football oh podcast, gosh. but we're gonna we're gonna end with a sports game. So I, I have this. Uh, little graphic in front of me here obviously you can't see it and the people can't see it we're on a audio podcast but so this wants you to pick just one thing to do for the given amount of money so there's six things for six different five different amounts of money so we're gonna start we're each we're both gonna play so we're gonna take one from each so like four so this first first line four fifty thousand dollars you either have to Take a punch from Floyd Mayweather, (laughs) catch a pass as an NFL wide receiver, Okay. catch a punt in the NFL, (laughs) catch an MLB fly ball, uh, hit an empty net goal from the blue line in the NHL. I'm not a hockey guy. I don't know where the blue line is or make a layup.
1: I think blue line is a third of the of the ice i think i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not really a hockey guy either up until this year i moved to denver and i instantly became an avalanche fan and it is showing immediate payoff
0: <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it so dev what are you doing 50 grand on the line you got to do one of these which one are you picking um i would catch a fly ball interesting some of those can be nasty high i've been playing a lot of basketball lately i am confident in my layup making abilities so I'm taking that layup every time. Um, I think so it would we're gonna... be more
1: fun to, to catch a fly ball in an MLB ballpark. I know the there's absolutely no way I would ever take a punch from Floyd Mayweather. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't survive to go on to the next question. Um, I know catching a punt in real life is absolutely difficult, so there's no freaking way I would even want to try it with $50,000 on the line. Um, an NFL pass, those guys throw the ball like – I mean, like – Forty, fifty miles an hour. So I'm good without that in my life. I'm I'm fine with sitting from afar and watching other guys do it. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll take the the risk with the fly ball. I think that would be fun.
0: All right. So we're gonna move up to a hundred thousand dollars now. Okay. You have to make a free throw. Run a half marathon. <laughs> but become a Jets fan for the rest of your life. <laughs> Drive a lap at Daytona without crashing.
1: How fast does the car have to be
0: going? Uh, we'll say 190. Okay. Get a first down as a quarterback in the NFL. Or <laughs> st- steal a base in the MLB.
1: Okay, how many tries do I have to get a first down?
0: Um, We'll say your first and 10, you had to get a first down.
1: OK, um, yeah, we're going to we're going to suck it up and we're going to run a half marathon. <laughs> I think I agree with that. <laughs> there is no possible way I could do it right now. But if I knew I had to, I would. And if one hundred thousand dollars is on the line, I'd push myself. I could do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if I had to, like, walk, you know, <laughs> like the dude, Jets fan how, how, is probably long the least likely
1: me. out of all of those.
0: Yeah, I would agree. None of those are going to, like, kill you. Um, <laughs> Except for the hundred and ninety mile an hour race car oh that that might kill you yeah you're right um <laughs> not counting my free throw ability enough to, to stick with the basketball so for quarter mill you either got to hit a three-pointer make a seven-foot putt score a penalty kick versus a pro goalie mm-hmm. it's a little fake out a shootout goal versus an nhl goalie make two straight free throws or return a John Isner serve.
1: Um, I'm gonna make the seven foot putt because I've been golfing since I've been I was three years old, so I feel confident in that one.
0: I knew I knew you were gonna say that. Why um, wouldn't I? You know me. Yeah, I know you. That's the way you're gonna go. I'm gonna go with the three pointer uh, and not be very confident that I'm making a quarter million. Uh, I'm fairly confident I would make a quarter million. Seven feet, I could do that easy. For five hundred thousand. Hit a half court shot. Ooh. Run a full marathon. <laughs> Go one round against heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury.
1: How heavy is Tyson Fury? He's
0: the heavyweight champion of the world. How fast do you think he is? Um he's ridiculously quick for his size. Okay. Uh you have to get a rushing touchdown from the one-yard line.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Make contact against Jacob DeGrom or make an extra point. For me, this is an easy one.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say yours is probably the one-yard touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a big boy. Give me the ball. Give me a decent offensive line. Let's get a play. See,
1: But here's the thing. I'm going with that option for the exact opposite reason.
0: You're I'm so not. little that you're just gonna go under everybody?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm like a little Boston Scott out there. All right. I respect it. And um, if not, I just use my line my one of my linemen as like a little step stool and I just hop on his booty
0: and jump on over. There you go. And if <laughs> worse comes to worst, we can just suck it up and do a full marathon together. Yeah. Um for a million bucks. Hit a full court shot. Get a point in an NHL game. Catch a Hail Mary in the NFL. Get a hit against Jacob deGrom. Survive three rounds with Conor McGregor. <laughs> or win a game of tennis against Novak Djokovic.
1: Um, okay, I think, A, it's a million dollars, so you got to go bigger. you got to go home. And... That's pretty much what every NFL quarterback says when they throw a Hail Mary. So I'm going to just jump on that bandwagon and we're going to we're going to say, hey, we're playing the tip game here. I'm just going to stand in front of everybody. They're all going to try and knock it down. I'm going to catch it and I'm going to sneak right in the end zone. I
0: respect that. I'm torn. I don't think I have a great shot at any of these. That's the point. So, So I would think that like I could just try a full court shot. But hear me out. You know me. My pain tolerance is large. If I could get my hands on McGregor. I think I might be able to, you know, like wrestle him to the ground and hold him there. Just kind of lay on top of him. Okay. You're my
1: friend and I respect you. So I'm just going to go ahead and nod my head and say, sure. Yeah, you could do that.
0: And we're going to move on. (laughs) Great. Wonderful. (laughs) All right, guys. I don't know if you're still listening. You're probably not. I hope you aren't kind of That's a fun little game, but, um, we're glad to be back. We're going to be back more with more football centered content, more organized content starting next week. Uh, we'll do some fantasy talk for sure. Um, I know Devin and I are talking, we're going to co-own a team together, so we will definitely live draft that for you guys. Yes, sir. Um, uh, you got a lot of Devin's opinions on drafts. I've already done, uh, those drafts don't necessarily reflect my opinion, so I look forward to giving you guys my opinions uh, as we ramp up the next couple of months towards football season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank uh, you for coach,
1: listening. So, uh, real quick, before you before you end up wasting all your breath on the closeout here, I will do three drafts this week, and I will let you review mine next week
2: on the
0: show. Deal. Okay. Um. Yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, whatever the thing is to do in the uh, in your preferred listening platform. Give us a five-star review if that's a thing. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have fantasy questions, if you have any Absolutely. questions, if you have comments, yeah. roughthepod at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We will address it on our show, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let us know who you think wins the trivia contest. If this week's episode is any indication, I think that's an obvious answer. I agree. Um, But with that, I'm going to leave you all with some vitriol. Before I get there, Devin, any last words for the fine folk
2: listening?
1: We appreciate everything. We really do. We know it's been a little while since our last episode, but like Cody said, we're going to get some more... um, regularly scheduled shows it's going to be more organized so we're going to have topics each week like we said next week's probably going to be more focused on fantasy as well as a lot of stuff over the summer um, just because leading up to the drafts everything like that And once we get in season it'll be a lot different we'll still have some fantasy stuff each week going in like starting we'll do some start sit stuff i bet um, but also reviewing of the games and everything like that and injuries all that kind of stuff. So we're excited for what is to come on the show. And we appreciate all of your guys' support. Like Cody said, please send us an email. We'd love to have some interaction with you guys that are listening. So keep it up. We're going to, we're going to keep cranking out some episodes here and yeah.
0: All right, guys, I will leave you with a final word. I don't know who this quote is from, but someone who is very wise. Uh, There are four things you can't recover in life. A word after it's said, an opportunity after it's missed, time after it's gone, and a failed opportunity to rough the podcast. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Pretty sure I said that, Cody.
0: Goodbye.